0: Welcome to the Viking Podcast with Chelsea Gregg, head coach of the Portland State Women's Basketball Team. The podcast is presented by On Point Community Credit Union. And coach, let's just talk about the upcoming season. It's right around the corner, which seems like, whoa, how did we get here? Uh, I'm sure it feels that way even more for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, we're just so excited. It, It's what you work for and, and you're planning ahead. Oh, we got the summer session and then we have a little bit of the fall. And then all of a sudden, like you said, we're we're in it. And so um definitely have to make that shift we're tired of playing ourselves i think and excited to be able to to have a new competition
0: and then i mean this will be your second year at the helm which has to be a relief to be done with the first year a little bit but what do you think you've learned you know in your first year on the job now this is definitively your program and you know you have your stamp on the program
1: yeah i'm just looking forward to you know knock on wood maybe having a more traditional year i think uh my personal uh Standpoint on things has always been to work on us and to worry about us and develop what we have in our locker room, um, and the product that we're putting on the floor. And it was just really hard to focus on that last year. We kept on preaching control what you can control, but ultimately, um, just with a a busy schedule, shorts with the rescheduling, it was just uh, tough to do that. It always felt like we were preparing for the next game and didn't have the opportunity to work on ourselves, and so. The spring, we were able to do that. The summer, um, we didn't have all of our bodies here until this fall with our full roster. um, But ultimately, just excited to um, see the hard work, you know, come to fruition with all all the um, time that our girls have been putting in.
0: Yeah. I mean, and we'll talk about the schedule, but, like, it was kind of the worst year to be young. And you (laughs) guys were young with four of your top scorers, you know, being freshmen.
1: Uh, Yeah. You know, but – I think we learned, you know, the thing is, is like, I don't think that it was all for none, right? Like none of us wanted to go through it. Certainly I didn't want that to be my first year as head coach, but I think we grew a lot within that. We learned a lot about ourselves. We could have gave up. We did not. If you look at it, especially our last five games that we, we took, uh, you know, back to back state or excuse me, not state champions, back to back big sky champions to the wire. We should have had that game. Um, And so learning how to close those games will be that next step for us. But the progress we saw from beginning to end, we could have just chose to not show up. And that just wasn't the team. I think that speaks a lot to the fight that we have in our locker room. And now can we take the next step? Whereas putting that grit, that resiliency, that experience that we did have last year and a lot of game experience, especially for our sophomores. Now, what does that look like into better decision making um, down the stretch? What kind of plays do we need from them um, to get those Ws?
0: Yeah, and you know one thing that's nice to see is you know, someone in the program but someone out of the side of the program. You know, if the team seems to have stayed together, which has got to be an endorsement of you as a coach, but also as of them as a player players so that they still are positive and showing up and doing all the things that they should be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've we've really put a lot of hard work into focusing on the process, and again, control what we can control. Um, we worked with a, a mental performance co- coach, Julie Jones, and. Um, we're just doing some things off the court to really help us, you know, stick together and give us some tools to fight th- through those tough times. Cause whether it's going to be scheduled, whether it's, you know, injuries, things come up, that's just reality. And so how do we work through those come together um, and, and come out the other side stronger?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you've already touched on a little bit, but you know, you guys were together in the spring together back in the summer, and then you showed up a, a couple of weeks early uh, in the fall. So can you just kind of, I know that's a broad stretch of uh, practice and training and everything, but can you give us a little taste of what that was like?
1: Yeah. You know, in the spring, the focus, I was so happy to see when we got back, you you know, with the quarter system, you take a little bit of time off, let them rest, refresh, and then we get back to more individual workouts and, and some open gym runs, um, skill development. But uh, we hadn't been scheduled to back for a few more weeks. And I look in the gym and we already have people getting after it. And so that was just a really encouraging sign. After the long year, to not have been off maybe a week and already having players in the gym, wanting to get back, wanting to get better. And so I knew we were in good shape after I, you know, I saw that. I was encouraged for the way we, we finished, even though we didn't have the result that we had wanted. Um, and then to see that, but we kept it, you know, we were getting better, but we kept a little bit light. It had, like we had said, had been a long year and so brought a lot of fun and competitiveness back to our practices and our workouts, uh, for the spring. That was really the focus. Um, and rounding out our roster was another focus of bringing in the right players that were going to fit our culture, that we didn't rush the process, that we didn't just bring in first available, you know, out of the portal, but that we we found the players that were going to be the right fit for us. And so then, you know, the summer, fall, it was getting everybody acclimated to to how we do things um, and continue to build understanding offensively, defensively, and what we're looking for from each player.
0: Great. And... You know, we've mentioned you guys are going to be a year older, uh, which will make a big difference, of course. Uh, So let's talk about the returners. And we'll start with that group of, they were freshmen last year, but it's a group of four sophomores now, the Fab Four. uh, Yeah, uh... (laughs) (laughs) self-proclaimed. Yeah. But they are great, yes. Yeah. And they're always in the office, you know, chucking it up or yucking it up, I should say. yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're going to be a year older. Obviously, they all played a lot of minutes and they were big contributors to the to, the, to you this last year. Um, but what have you seen from them in terms of their development?
1: Yeah, you know, and I think that they're still young and that that's exciting because they still are excited about things, excited about the process. They really are hopeful for this season, which I love. They're hungry. I think that's one of the most competitive groups that I've met, um, those four. And so they've really... I just felt like they've had a huge hand within our recruiting process of making sure we're bringing players in once they're here that are the right fit, asking great questions, um, really selling our program and what what we're building here at Portland State, what's going to be our brand, what are we about, and so to make sure we're all in with that. And so I think that's really beyond their skill set what they bring to our team. Um, they're great individuals that have rounds, like you had said, uh, bring the energy every day. But for us to be successful, they will have to be consistent, and I think that. With last year, yeah, they got the experience, and now can you bring it every day at practice, at games? When the lights come on, can we still be consistent? Because no longer can we hide under the guise of we're young. I mean, we still have eight, uh you know, sophomore, freshmen on our team, but the reality is, is that uh, that's not something that we want to fall back on as an excuse anymore.
0: And mm-hmm. I mean, now you have five returners who are have been here at least two years. It's obviously weird with the classifications with COVID and also some injuries. But, yep, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but they've been here for two years, we can say that definitively. That, that's right, yep, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, what have you seen from that group? Uh, that includes three seniors, Sid Schultz, Jay Lewis, and Marina Kinzobre.
1: Yeah, you know, and I just appreciate their commitment to the program, to the process, continuing to get better every day, um, supporting myself and our staff in this transition, um, continuing to, to just come to practice every day and get better, um, and so definitely contributing, and just the the lay of the land as silly as that sounds but having whether it's new staff come in or new new players come in they have been those leaders that our younger kids can look to and say as simple as how do I get to class or how do I handle this when it comes up or you know things like that and so um not just on the floor but off they've been really great contributors to our program
0: great and then we'll talk about the newcomers uh we'll start with the three transfers. So to introduce them individually, you know, you have Sophia Yanos from Marshall, Cinco McCartney from Northeastern University, and then Paige Winter Blanchard from Centralia College most recently. Uh, What have they contributed in their short time here?
1: Yeah, I just, I think that with their their experience, we talked about wanting to get a little bit older in the portal, and we did, not a lot older, but a little bit, um, especially with Cinco's experience. I think she's a great leader for our team. The players really respect what she brings to the table every day. Um, and just a really hard worker that's gonna gonna get us extra buckets. We've already seen that within practice, extra possessions, and just the energy and, and leadership that she brings. With Sophia, she can really uh, you know attack the basket. She's making the right reads and, and can be a, a knockdown shooter for us. She has gotta get you know used to how we do things. She's one that joined us in the fall that wasn't here in the summer, and so it's just gonna take a little bit longer for her to really you know understand the way we do things. But um, ultimately, I think she can provide some offense for us for sure. And Paige, man, just the physicality that she plays with, the ability to score at the basket, back to the basket for us, being a little undersized, but that doesn't stop her. Um, the fight and the drive and determination that she shows um, has been really great for us. She's even at practice to show the level that we need to be at to continue to compete. Um, and then just a really solid, mature person in our locker room, um, just to show our young kids the way. I think that is, it's always needed.
0: Yeah. And speaking of the young kids, you have three freshmen uh, this year as well. Uh, Alani yeah, Encinas, Brooklyn Strandy, and Kiana Yesiki. Uh, what have you seen from them so far?
1: Yeah, you know, battling some injuries a little bit and, and just learning, you know, the speed of play that we need to play. But I think they're all going to have be able to contribute in their own way. Um, Kiana is just a really powerful athlete that has the ability to, to really elevate and get her shot off whenever she wants to. Now, can we play at the speed that we need to and at the pace that we need to? um and just really the understanding of of when and where. Um and Alani just battling some injuries, but just really been a positive presence at practice. We're really enjoying having her a part of our program and um, with Brooklyn. Just find her spots. She is a shooter. And so now how can we get you that shot? And just re- learning again as a freshman, there's so much going on. Just you're learning offense, defense, new everything really. Um and so I'm excited about what they bring to the table collectively as that freshman class. And um really in addition to what we already have here.
0: Have the uh, Fab Four uh, given them any pointers since they were freshmen last year?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that that's what we even talk about is remember, you're not too far removed from that. Um, and even just with our juniors and seniors, you know, may not remember um, or may not want to go back to that freshman year. I don't know how it was for each of them, but it's hard. The transition is hard and as great as, as our freshmen were last year, there still was a lot of ups and downs within that. and um the pressure to perform and compete at a high level. And so, um, yeah, they're great about, I think just collectively, our team is good about making sure that they know, you know, where they need to be and and what this looks like and and the responsibility they need to, to, to do so.
0: Mm. And I mean, beyond personnel, something you already mentioned uh, was that hopefully knock on wood and everything you guys will play a normal schedule this year. Uh, just to go briefly back into last year and not to trigger anything with you, coach, but, <laughs> uh, some of the facts where you had a 27 day hiatus, then a 10 day hiatus in the middle of February. Uh, you played five Monday games, uh, which meant that, as you said, you were playing three games a week, most of the conference season. Um, and then you had once had more than two days off in between games from January 15th to the end of the season. So that's all going to be hopefully gone. And how key will that be, I guess, is the question at the end of all that.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's just, we never wanted to use it as, as an excuse. And so I think even now bringing it up, it's, yeah, it's the facts. And this year is a different year. And so we have to be able to be ready every night in, right now, night out. Uh, great coaches within this league, um, great players within the league and, and still older. And so how do we prepare? How do we get ready for those battles? Um hopefully twice a week. Um, but the reality is, as we focus on us. What are we doing at practice to continue to get better? How are you taking care of your body? Um, and mentally, how are you getting that rest and recovery so that you can come back fresh, um, and ready to go?
0: You know, going back to personnel a little bit, uh, did you guys elect captains at captains at your retreat? And is that something you can release over this podcast on who those are?
1: Yeah, you know, we had done it. There's a couple of different ways that I've seen it done throughout the years. Uh, and then as a player, and we just had last year they applied for them um, and they went through an application process and we came out with Sit and Sob. And this year we had talked about at the retreat just what uh, the expectations of the captains were from the coaching's perspective. And then we had a group conversation in small groups about what the expectation was from the players as to what they wanted that position to look like what uh, are the qualities that some captains had had in the past that were great leaders? Um, What does a not so great leader look like? And then we did elect them and we came back and had some time in between. Um, But Esme and Sid are captains for this year.
0: Gotcha. And talk briefly about them, I guess, like what they might bring.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Esme Morales, man, she is a true competitor. She just brings it every day. Super vocal, great tone, um, I think it's very rare that you have one of your best players be one of your hardest workers as well. And so I think that really carries carries our team um, and great energy, uh, great motor. So she's continuing to work, getting better at decision making. How do you get your teammates shots? You know, the when and how to get her own, these things. Um, but just really a natural leader. I do think that some are, are born with that. And that's, a, that's Esme for sure. Sid is just rock solid for us. I think that she is somebody that they can count on, that is reliable. Um, And really, both of them want to become coaches. They've uh, said as much. And so I think that leadership shows they both have different ways to do it. Esme is a little bit more vocal than Sid, um, but they split the responsibilities. Some of it's more off-the-court stuff and organization, which is more maybe Sid. And Esme takes more of the on-court role as the point guard. Um, But both are really great representatives of our team.
0: You know, one of the big successes of last year, I thought, was the commitment to social justice and all the things that you guys did towards that. And have you guys talked about how you're going to continue that into this year?
1: Yeah, we have a little bit. We need to talk more to it. We just haven't felt like we've had the bandwidth to plan as much just with transitioning within our staff, transitioning within the athletic department, just different things. But we definitely want to still um, make that a part of our focus for the year. Um, definitely we'll have our, um, Black Lives Matter patches still on our jerseys. Definitely want to continue to support black owned businesses within our community and while we're on the road. Um, but we do need to sit down and make time for those conversations about, do we continue to have a same focus? Is there another area that we want to bring light to? Um, so we still need to, to clarify that for this coming year. Mm -hmm.
0: And I mean, lastly, you know, you. This is your second year, of course, you have your second coaching staff as, uh, you know, to help you with this year. Uh, Associate Head Coach Keaton Gregg is, of course, back, Uh, but you have three new staff members, you know, Viking fans will be most familiar with Ashley Bolston, of course, who's an assistant coach now, Uh, but you also brought in Megan Critcher, who is a star at Sacramento State. And then Kaylin Bush is your director of operations. Uh, can you touch briefly on the three new additions? Oh,
1: yeah. I think it's been great. I think uh, as I'm learning staff chemistry is a big deal. Um, and so I'm really excited what we have going on right now. Um, Coach AB to come back and be a part of our program again has just been awesome. I think the her ability to relate to our student-athletes, she's been not only in their shoes, but literally here as a student-athlete at Portland State. Um, and we had a lot of success. Obviously won it in 2019, was tournament MVP. Um, But even more than that, she just can speak to the guard development, the ins and outs of the student-athlete experience here at Portland State um, and playing at a really high level. I believe a future Hall of Famer here um, that what do our players need to get to that next level? And so I'm really excited to have her part of our staff. Um, Megan has been working with our bigs and doing a great job Um, I think that that's something maybe on staffs that I haven't been a part of before, where we have somebody who's truly committed to post development. Um, We worked hard at it last year, and I thought Coach Keen did an outstanding job, and we got better. But it's something to say when it comes from somebody who played the post versus somebody who maybe played a point guard position. It just feels different, and I think that I've seen that through the workouts with with Coach Megan, um, that there's a lot of respect there, that she's done it. She's played overseas and had a lot of success, um, especially within our conference and familiarity there, I think has really helped a lot. Um, Just instant credibility. And then of course, just the way that she goes about her business, the players respect that. And Kaylin has been an awesome addition, Um, really on top of things. We've never had a full-time director of ops before and we do now. So we're really thankful for the things that she's doing. Man, her hands are in a lot of areas, but maybe mainly keeping us organized, helping out with travel, some day-to-day details. like I said, not ever having that position before full-time. It's been a load off, I think, of each coach to be able to focus more on the basketball side versus, you know, the organizational uh, detailed side of things. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and that really wraps it up. Uh, I want to give you some room at the end of this to just, if there's anything you want Viking fans to know about the team or personality-wise or on the court or whatever, uh feel free to share it here
1: yeah i think you know we have a great group and and I've, i hope they'd be able to say that every year that we have a great group but we do truly have 15 outstanding young women that i'm super proud of um they want to work hard that want to compete and have something to prove they don't feel like uh, last year was indicative of the team that they were and who they want to become um we talk about it's not about the wins and losses but the process and really falling in love with the journey I think they've really adopted adopted that, but yet we want to get after it and show that their hard work is going to pay off. And so they've adopted competitive, hungry, and family as their like three words of the year um, and, and really tried to live that out amongst our four R's. And so I hope that the Viking fans see the hard work that they've put into the camaraderie, the competitiveness, and that fire that they bring every day. Um, I think it'll be an exciting team to support and watch.
0: Yeah, certainly hope so. And I mean, something you mentioned right there too is just 15. Like, this is a full roster, which is something you didn't have last year. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. All right. Well, that wraps it up for us. A reminder that all Viking podcasts are available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as govikes.com backslash podcast. And thanks for uh, listening and go Vikes.
1: Go Vikes!